0: Welcome to what the truck So glad to have you with us Tim Dooner and Chad Prevost here bringing it to you with more Calvel than ever Ooh. hey Tim great to have you on man man
1: I'm doing great you guys we, we all just went a, a group of us here at great ways we went over to a Mexican restaurant down the street called the Mayan Kitchen. The weather out here has been phenomenal. And you know what? At first, you know, I was like, what will the food be at the Mayan Kitchen? Is it like human sacrifice or something? Turns <laughs> out, no. It's, uh, they even had a vegetarian menu, much to my surprise.
0: Yeah, pretty good little Mexican restaurant <laughs> there, uh, downtown on Broad Street, uh, just a block where, uh, from where we are here at Freight Alley. Um, you know, I, I, I can appreciate a good Mexican restaurant. You know, you can always know by the salsa.
1: We just got back from Alabama. If you have, if you've been following us online at Chad Prevost or at Timothy Dooner, and especially on LinkedIn, we've been putting the videos out and everything. We just had transparency. We have a ton of conference coverage. It feels kind of nice, though, to be home in the studio doing some of our more traditional segments. And Chad, what's special about today's show?
0: Well, this is the very first show where we are giving you the weekend edition. That's right. We announced it last time. Let's <laughs> count Let's count-out count-out up for that. that. let for that. Absolutely. <laughs> we announced it last time uh, just Uh but here here we're actually doing it we are going to be coming to you now on Fridays for w- your weekend coverage, you can enjoy just whenever you happen to be bouncing around on the weekend, you know maybe getting jacked at the gym mm-hmm. maybe doing a little bit of downward dog doing a little bit of yoga, yoga. Uh, just going to the soccer game, you know whatever you may be doing we are here for you, we are your voice of freight, we are giving you updates on all kinds of things, we're gonna tell you about a few of our segments here in a minute but also just like on tuesdays we'll also be coming out and, and giving you like the weekly playbook mm-hmm. we've got new and old segments here on this weekend edition of what the truck the old is going to be the earnings over under mm. going to be hosting that with anthony smith market expert making his inaugural debut with us Hello, and-
1: bostonian
0: Oh, right. And uh, you know, I'm 2-0. and o. Will I stay undefeated? Mm. We'll stay tuned to find out. Will I cheer
1: for you or or do I go with the home team? It's going to be interesting to see where the moderator falls on that one.
0: I, I think we'll know pretty soon. Man, and
1: when we were road tripping, we were throwing the disc golf around. We were driving through that long stretch of Alabama, hoping not to run out of gas and a brainstorm hit us. It is our new segment on the radar. Donnie Gilbert, He's a sonar expert. I mean, you host Freight Waves now, too, so you're a sonar expert. We want to give this in a digestible way for you guys, as you mentioned, who are doing the downward dog, who are getting jacked to the gym, and who are walking through the grocery store listening to us. And then grab your umbrellas because
0: we're going to be doing the fast paced forecast with Nick Austin, bringing him in. Like one of the fun things about like the new sonar that he uses is that he can just do a deep dive. He can kind of get granular. Now, I mean, he's going to keep it. He's going to keep it high level. He's going to be giving you a little bit of the weather, such as we should be seeing across our fair land this weekend. Well, and
1: and who brought this show? We're going to get into the headlines, but who brought this show to us this week?
0: Yes. Shout out.
1: Brought the show to you. The listener.
0: The NACV. Mm. The North American Commercial Vehicle Show, NACV, is a B2B exhibition focused on fleet decision makers and key influencers in the commercial vehicle industry. Leading truck and trailer manufacturers and commercial vehicle parts and component suppliers will demonstrate their latest product offerings during the NACV Show 2019, taking place at the Georgia World Congress Center in Atlanta from October 28th through 31st. What the Truck listeners can go to NACV. And register with code FW19 for a free expo hall pass.
1: All right, and we're right back with the headlines. These can all be found on the new and improved FreightWaves.com. If you haven't checked it out, we implore you to do so, especially on an iPad, man. That thing just looks beautiful on a tablet.
0: Yeah, it's a lot more fun now that we've made the uh, shift uh, from one, uh, you know, landing page to another, but it's still at FreightWaves.com.
1: Oh, a little cowbell for Fergus, oh. real quick. Great job, Fergus. Great Good job, Fergus. Job Thanks you for the out. transfer. IT guy, right? So what are the top headlines on FreightWaves.com? Lead us off with the first one.
0: One of the things I think that, like, probably is the Biggest deal to us from where we stand is, and, and most interesting is the the valuation. Ooh, uh, yeah. You know, from the freight tech perspective in the industry of Uber and Lyft, their <laughs> IP, IPOs. You know how they were like valued around what they were, they were going to be really high, then they they compromised, brought 45, them down forty five for and Uber. Then where they landed and where they are right now. Yeah,
1: the low on Uber it fell to thirty six oh eight. I, as you, if you listen to our McLeod show, I was at, I bought in at 42.20. I bought those 23 shares. But guess what? As of right now, I'm up 24 bucks because this stock has been climbing right back up. It's at 43.25 now. It's not back at 45, but for my own intents and purposes, buying in at 42.20, hey, I'm looking
0: pretty good. You sure are. Good thing that you listened to three out of the four people at the McLeod conference who told you to hold and not yeah. sell. Uh, Lift is up, too. Lift
1: is up. It's back to 3.89% uh, today over the week. It's down 44%, but it's not down like the 7 or 9% that people were looking at. I mean, they're 52-week low. Yep. 4717 their high has been 8860 rocky road for them it's at 5614 right at this moment
0: here's one of the things that we have to think about when we're talking about valuations you know money it's, it's it's a funny thing it's like it in in a certain sense it seems like an incredible fiction and in the by contrast it is an incredibly real bottom line kind of reality and you know i think that with the difference in, in in these cases with these tech companies is there you know the how does the private equity Equity. How does the private world value them versus when Mm. they go public? How is the public world, you know, valuing them under a kind of a different kind of scrutiny?
1: Well, what I found interesting was that the media world seemed really quick to jump on Uber. Like they were really pigpiling on on that drop, which you know is fine. But I didn't really see it because, and I understand. I've heard from like I've heard from Zach. He's going to be on the radio, and we've talked in the office. He's actually going to be on a new show called Freightways Insiders. We'll discuss this more in-depth. That'll be out soon for you people to enjoy, even more podcast content. But what he was saying is that there's not a lot of growth. The reason why a lot of people didn't want to invest in the beginning is that I think they've been bought out in China, they've been bought out in Europe. Every market, Latin America, and SoftBank, who is one of the the big investors in Uber, also invests in like Didi Chang, which is China's version of Uber. And they and they've invested in DoorDash, which they also have a stake in Uber, who has Uber Eats. So I think some people are, you know, with right concern, saying that there's not room for diversification in the portfolio and growth. Mark Cuban actually was just, I was on CNBC or MSNBC, saying they should have gone out with their IPO. It's eight-year-old company. They should have gone out with it five years ago. He told Lyft to go out with theirs Four or five years ago, he thinks they waited too long. Hmm. But I think what's kind of interesting, though, is that because these stocks are brand names, you're getting the investors. is easier to invest as ever with all these different apps that you can get now that take away the trading fees. They've kind of democratized. Stock trading, so you're getting people like me who don't necessarily look at all the business charts and just like, no, that just seems like people are going to buy it.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, a historical precedent can tell us one of two things, and that's why I think this is an intriguing story, and I think that's why people on the one hand can worry or or they can take heart. And I think the historic things is we saw a tech bubble, you know, not you know, not even quite 20 years ago, where everything it was a bubble, and boy, did the bubble burst, and it was a it was a big deal. And and people are like, is this the same? Thing another though by contrast historical precedent is we could say look Amazon wasn't profitable when they when for years after yeah. they went public and we could also talk about Facebook and how they stumbled right out of the gate True. just uh, six or seven years ago and now they are at they're a trillion dollar company and yeah. they are at tenfold of that original uh, valuation
1: I got I got to say you know what's really interesting about Amazon and I don't know if everybody knows this but like Amazon itself the retail side that we use. I think that could go away overnight and not really affect people that much. But if Amazon itself did, if AWS went away, it's profitable. The Amazon web services would all be screwed because it's so interesting because most people (laughs) know of Amazon is that retail side, right?
0: Yeah, and it's AWS that, as I understand, uh, turned them Mm -hmm. profitable.
1: Yeah, and that just started because they were starting to compete with Netflix and to store photos for people. And then... I mean, Amazon, when people say they're—and then I know this isn't a headline, but when people say they're not afraid of them getting in the freight game, I don't know. I think that they're the big bad wolf, my friend.
0: <laughs> they, they very well may be. They uh, are doing a lot of things, and I think that's a perfect segue. Yeah. You know, well, they, I like this
1: headline right here, right? So it's Bentonville versus Bezos, and it says, Walmart fires, return salvo. In delivery war with Amazon, tell us a little bit about that. What is Walmart doing, Chad?
0: Yeah, I mean, so Walmart's trying to keep pace with Amazon. And, you know, while, here's my overview, this is it in a nutshell. While I'm excited that, or I take some heart that there is at least a company trying to keep up with Amazon so that it's not just a complete monopolistic behemoth, at the same time, let's face it, Walmart is just not doing as good of a job with these things if you want something mm-hmm. real quick, and you at least are a, a prime uh, member, you you know you've been knowing like I'm I'm going right here to Amazon where they have everything where I'm going to get yeah. it guaranteed in 48 hours. Right now,
1: button. You I, know? I
0: I don't do that with with Walmart. They're yeah. not. You know they have. Okay, they're saying we're gonna. You know. By the end of the year, three-quarters of the United States is going to be covered by their guaranteed one-day shipping. You don't have to be a member, yeah. and all you have to do is buy $35 or or um, or more of items, but they're not going to have all the items. Yeah. And my, my experience with trying to do some of the online delivery grocery pickup thing with Walmart, it failed after three consecutive chances. It's just like they weren't getting it right. They forgot items, they, they yeah. didn't get the price right.
1: Yeah, Chad, I'm with you. I, I, I think I've said this on here before. I find that their app is just completely inferior to Amazon's and I don't understand why they haven't improved it. When I go th- when I try to use Walmart's app and I was just looking for like for example, I was looking for an Apple TV 4k last weekend. And I yeah. ended up going to the Walmart by you and I could not find on the app for the life of me where it was in inventory through their app, which like so they're not leveraging their own properties. Yeah. Um it said I could do in-store pickup, but I kept defaulting to another store. Yeah. And so to me, Walmart's real value though is that if I do need a cable or I do need something I can go right to the store and so that was why I said, you know what what would really get me back into Walmart not the self-checkout that takes forever out here because people tend to mosey. <laughs> no, it's if they gave you like a $5 gift card for purchases, $25 or more, I'd be like, all right, I'll have that ship to the store. I got to go to Walmart and grab some other junk anyway. This, I think they're going to spend a lot of capital trying to compete with Amazon in the shipping game. And I think that they don't have the diversification of like AWS like Amazon does. I think it's a big mistake for Walmart if you ask me.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I am asking you, and that is interesting. Here's, I mean, like to Walmart's defense, here is like one one aspect that you could, this is their fighting chance, is that... 90% 90% of the US is within 10 miles or less of a Walmart. That's a shocking statistic. It's a fact now, not that doesn't mean that every store is going to be able to be some kind of, you know, gigantic logistics superstore provider and it's not as a matter of fact in the in the short term, but they have this kind of fighting chance with this critical infrastructure already in place. Another story that we are looking at is this interesting, kind of interesting story. I mean, in a way it's more of the same. It's a bit of a political argument. Mm. But, you know, uh, the FMCSA is considering drivers under 21 for interstate halls. Okay. They've already been doing this. It's called the Drive Safe Act. Uh, it was reintroduced in February of this year. And, you know, like, but, but the difference was that the Drive Safe Act, you also had to have military training. As of Wednesday they released hmm. the FMCSA released a comment period for people to uh you know hmm. comment for a, i guess a 30 day period about like how what they think about this. Well, we we know the two different opinions on this side, right? I guess
1: so, you know, I'm not that well versed in this and I think it's interesting you mentioned the military component. So I think it's like something like if you have like 2 years of military service or something or some or even like National Guard, you can get a CDL before you turn 21. But they're trying to make it so anybody could just go and get a CDL, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know what? It really—I think a lot of this depends on your opinion if you think that the driver shortage is real or not. I know there's two sides to that coin. Very much. Um, I think that we've definitely seen that there are capacity struggles when they're there. Is that an aspect of the hiring process and the recruiting process of these truckers? A lot of these truckers, when they're not working, they go back to construction. They go back to other things. Is there a pool of 18 to 21-year-olds that would take these roles? I mean, what's the argument against them doing it? It's not like it's like a harmful drug. Is it these long hours behind the wheel? Like, what are we saying by having that barrier?
0: Well, it's eighteen to twenty year olds because twenty one you can't. Oh, sure, sure, know, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's sharply, it's a sharply divided uh, political debate because in the end, um, it is the ATA. I mean, we're just defining the terms of the debate yeah. here, whatever we, what, whatever we think. Who's against um, it? Is, is the, the ATA for or against? The ATA is for it. They okay. they call it common sense. They're the proponents of the Drive Safe Act, and this is kind of like to me a loosening a little bit of the the, the, the definition of the terms so that the drive. drive Drive Safe Act seems even more palatable. And who's the it? All independent drivers. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, O-O-I-D-A. O- yep. um, they, right. they say, you know what? Why don't we fix the real problem, which is the driver turnover problem. Not, yeah. We're not going to even call it driver shortage. We're just going to say, hey, it's a fact. 100%, 100% turnover. 100%, just 100%. about, I think it's like 98. 98, yeah, 98. yeah, 98.9% last right. year. So, um, so for that's people a, who
1: don't know, let's just explain that. So if, it, yeah. if it, they have 98.9% turnover, 100%, that means if there's 100 drivers, during the course of a year, they have had to hire a 100 new drivers to replace the ones that were already there. That doesn't mean everyone gets fired in lease. It just means that they're, I mean that turnover is insane that's like seasonal work
0: companies that do are doing really well carriers that do really well are at 50% like it's almost unheard of. Yeah. you hear a few of them and, and they do all these things and they still are at like but, but 50%. listen how bad that looks so you're saying I the good ones
1: are at 50 right yeah. so the bad
0: ones are way above 100 so they're having <laughs> to right. hire you know, they're, to keep their fleet of 100 they're having to hire 150 and the, and the resources I've, I've heard estimates of it costs for every driver that leaves and you have to retrain them I've heard estimates at 10,000 12,000 and I've also even heard up to 20,000 I, I guess those, those are moving targets for a reason now okay on the ATA side of things if you you know the reason that it's common sense is that if you're an 18 to 20 year old you can drive all in the state of Texas anywhere you want all up and around and you don't have to have a CDL you can drive anywhere you want for like any anywhere in any state you just can't cross that boundary yeah like, I, like I an understand- autonomous truck I, under, I understand that it doesn't really make sense that I can't just cross over into Louisiana or something, you know, from Texas or go, go through some Mississippi to, uh, you know, or wherever it is. You know, we're not always talking about 800-mile cross-country. Well, we, get, we could get really
1: philosophical if we want to talk about the blurred lines and the demarcations of maps and the invisible boundaries we put around each other.
0: <laughs> this is, um, for um, me, I don't feel
1: informed enough on this debate. I would like to see, like, the okay. pros and cons. Do you, have, do you have a call on this before we, we, we kind of move on to a uh, uh, little earnings over
0: under? Ah, uh, you know, originally I was very much on the side of how this is common sense, but in the end, like, do I really feel like this is going to make things just as safe or safer? And do I really think it is addressing a core, critical issue in the industry? I would say no. Yeah, but I mean, the turnover
1: numbers kind of say
0: it. Can I be a politician though and say both and?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it needs more I, research. I think we're yeah, diplomatic enough that, I, like. Well,
0: I'm going to say, like, I would be open to this, but I still don't think. I think it's a band aid on a larger problem.
1: All right. Well, all these headlines and more, there's many more, and they're always popping yes. up. On Go to the new and improved freightwaves.com.
0: Yes, please do. And, uh, you know, start off your mornings there. Have a cup of coffee. Check out some of the headlines. It, there's a lot happening in our space.
1: And now it's time to bring in our first guest as we play earnings. Under. All right, banging the gavel on earnings over under. As you know, I lost last time, and by rule, I must be the moderator again. And if you heard the last one with Ellis Smith being moderator, you, you're probably pretty happy. He, uh, <laughs>
0: you're probably pretty happy he
1: lost. But we're here today with Chad. He's defending his title. He's a two-time winner. You know my host, and we're bringing in a very tough opponent. Someone who I might be a little biased towards because he's also from Boston. It's Market expert Anthony Smith. Anthony a Smith. over under. Chad, you're the champion. We're gonna kick it off with you. Mm, mm, mm. All right, let's go right. And, and by the way, right ladies and it, gentlemen,
0: just to let you know, like while he is going to be a formidable adversary, yeah, he has not seen these headlines. He does not know the earnings reports. That's the rules of yeah. the game. And his
1: biceps are at least twice as large as yours.
0: <laughs> Fortunately, that isn't coming into play. No, here. it's not. This is not
1: over the top. No arm wrestling <laughs> matches yet. Although I would love to see a sequel to that, Lincoln Hawk. Oh, All right. All right, guys. Walmart, we talked we have them in the headlines. We talked about Walmart a few times already this episode. Over under a dollar two earnings per share.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. Come on, Walmart. Big money. Mm.
1: Are you gonna try and match him or are you gonna try and beat him straight out on this?
2: So I've seen a few things in the news about Walmart. Yeah. I'm going to have to go over as well. Ooh, okay. So, All right, you're pushing not, on this one. Not the exciting first round. I got it. I got it. No, that's but, that's
1: how you start a good boxing match. Yes, you, you have to spar with him. We're it might have been It's hard to avoid Walmart. No. no. Right. News. I got to tell you a little cowbell for the both of you cuz you are both Beautiful. correct.
3: Walmart,
0: oh. Walmart did pretty
1: good. A big company is like that. You're like, can can they grow? How much growth can a Walmart have? They're just about to do that. You know, one-day shipping thing could cost them a lot of money. Way
0: but not to fall for it. They posted Anthony. Walmart
1: posted adjusted earnings per share of a dollar thirteen for the first quarter of twenty nineteen. It was coming in higher than that estimated one oh two. Their their sales in the U.S. were up three point four percent. It is their highest first quarter results in nine years. Boy, were we right! And their fourth consecutive quarter over three percent. Here is a little thing what their CEO said. He said we're changing. We're changing to enable more innovation speed and productivity and we're seeing it in our results that's from their CEO Doug McMillan and I guess the market agrees right What do you think will be in- what do you think their earnings will look like though when they go to one day do you think that's going to hit it
0: I'm going to go under You think they're going to go under when they get to <laughs> one day I think they're
2: going to go over and I think oh. this is something that is going to be something of I don't know it's going to be interesting going forward when we see a lot of these brick-and-mortar stores try to compete with uh, Amazon. So thinking about Target, Walmart, a few mm. other stores that might try to go the e-commerce route and really kind of ramp up things on that that side.
1: All right, well, we'll start with you. So you can't copy Chad again. He's a champion. It was a smart <laughs> move, I mean, to just shadow him, but...
0: Well, we will see if uh, if we need a tiebreaker, whether or not in the yeah. long term, uh, who is right about that.
1: All right, we'll get there when we get there. So this is Wax Inc., they are a multi channel provider of corporate payment solutions over under $1.69 earnings per share.
2: Under. under. Going
0: with under. What, what What's the name of them again? Wax.
1: Wax, they are a multi channel provider of corporate payment solutions. That's buzzy.
0: Solutions. Uh, $1.69. I'm yeah. going to have to go Tech's been under getting hit. as
1: well. Oh, well, you both should gone over. Because oh. <laughs> Wax went right over the wall. They went reported earnings $1.72. Wow. They are down 9% year over year. It's been uh, a little tough for tech out there, but
0: yeah. three.
1: But th- the market corrected for that, so that's why they put them at $1.69, but they were 3 cents higher than the econ- consensus estimate. Their total revenue did increase 8% to $381.9 and their operating margin was a little bit lower. They got it down to 34.1%, so it looks like they're going kind of in the right direction. They're just trying to get through this little... A little growing pains tech is seeing at the moment, or at least this
0: week. But so far, I am not going in the right direction. Need a little separation here. Yeah, yeah,
1: a little fail noise for the both of you. All right, guys, we're going to go on to the next one here. It's, it's Steamship Line, Yang Ming. We're really increasing our, our ocean coverage here at FreightWaves.com, where you'll never find a paywall, and you'll never have to put out <laughs> your credit card to get the news or log in. We are beyond the wall. Anyways... <laughs> No editorializing there. Steamship line Yang Ming, over under 50 million in losses. And I'm going to give you a hint, because you guys may not know that much about them. They lost 67 million last year. So I set the bar at 50 million in losses. Steamship lines have not been doing very well for years. They have too much capacity. Uh, There's only really like three networks of them now. It's hard to make a buck behind, uh, you know, on the ocean right now.
0: So, what?
1: But I, that's why I adjusted it down. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I put at fit. they lost 67 million last year. I put it at 50 million this year in losses. Over or under 50 million in losses.
0: Over or under 50 million? Wow, this is a tough one. I'm going to say under.
2: All right. I really want to say under, but I'm going to make things interesting. I'm going to say over. Yeah, I'm going to make things interesting. I'm going to say over two rough consecutive years.
1: Okay, so you're going to say, yeah, they lost 67 million, but they lost a little bit more than 50 million, but they improved upon that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's a nice thing to say, but you're wrong. You're ah. Completely wrong, <laughs> Chad. You are right again. You are. You you took this one, and actually, you know, Yang Ming, in terms of like, you know. It, the, noise, the news is still bad, but it's a lot better. They're, they only lost $22 million in the first quarter. Uh, their revenue was $1.4 It's up 5% from a year earlier. Okay. So, you know, not as bad. Going now that's what, like two-thirds they've cut their losses down, and with the revenue going up, maybe they can, you know, get the ocean to profitability uh, somewhere
2: soon. Gains are gains.
1: Gains are gains. <laughs> Here's another one. Okay, so this is the ocean again, and I know it's not necessarily... Your space, so this should be interesting. But it's liquid, gas, ocean carrier, navigator. 2019 revenues over under 77.8 million. Hmm, I'm gonna go with under. All
0: right, gonna go under. Uh, just to make it interesting, I'll go over. Mm, well, you know what? You would be right, no! sir. Because oh, no! and a little bit, of, I think this might be a little bit of your first doubt <laughs> for you, sir. I should have been strategic and just followed what he did. You, you
1: could You could have just blocked him out the entire game. But <laughs> first quarter 2019 revenues were 76.1 million. It was down 2.2% on the 77.8 million recorded in the first quarter of 2019. 20- 18, the company generated 40.6 million of its operating revenues from time charters. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next one. Agility. You guys have heard of agility, right? Agility is a Kuwait Middle East-based logistics provider. They have pretty good marketing out in here in the US. You've probably at least seen something from them. So did they make nine over under 904 million USD in revenues?
0: Wow. Uh Okay, so this will be for the tiebreaker. Yep. Uh, I am going to say over, over $904 in revenue. Hmm. Play for the tie or go for the win? You know, this
1: is an interesting one because it takes kind of knowledge of how much, what is the operating revenue of a 3PL based out of Kuwait? What could that even be, right?
2: Right. So I think I'm swinging for the fences on this one. No ties. Yeah. Going opposite of Chad, yeah. Playing for the win, yeah. Going under,
1: yeah. Well, that was a big mistake. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) Chad, you 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 won. Dooner is so is so upset. (laughs) Defending champion, it's 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 tough to it's tough to beat this guy. So Kuwait-based Agility generated consolidated revenues of three hundred seventy-eight point eight million Kuwaiti dinars, which is US one point two five billion in the first quarter of twenty nineteen. That's a 1.9% increase on the revenues generated in the first quarter of 2018. So a little bit of growth. Their CEO, Tariq Sultan, he said, Again, a good start for agility this year. Though we are witnessing an environment where growth is slowing, we have seen good improvement across the board and are accelerating our efforts to achieve our targets.
0: Well, uh, it has been great to have Anthony Smith on the show for play. Thanks for playing this segment, man. You got a really playful spirit. You're an economist, but you are new to the industry. We understand that. You've been giving us some uh, market updates, man. What is the latest that we're seeing? There's some good news, bad news. I think you were talking about some good news this very day.
2: That's right. That's right. I'm happy to be here. Um, One of the newest things that we're looking at today was housing starts. Um, saw some positivity overall for the the total u.s northeast um mm-hmm. we saw I some sold gains. my house i hope that helped. <laughs> there you go we saw some <laughs> double digit gains for northeast and yeah. the housing starts um up on a year over year basis as well but overall um still a little bit sluggish in the south and west but We'll take these wins when we can. So yeah. it's only one month of data. We'll see how well, next Anthony, month goes. Yeah. We'll see.
1: I'm going to have to play the sad <laughs> cowbell for you. You're going to have to take the walk of shame.
2: I'll, I'll take it proudly.
0: <laughs> for whom the cowbell tolls. For now it's time to see.
1: On the Radar. Presented by Sonar. All right, guys, this is the first segment of On the Radar, where we're going to look at Sonar 4.0, which just came out on the market. If you saw that incredible demo that Barry Carpenter put out, whoo, that thing is fantastic. Looked like Trent Reznor did it. We are here with Sonar market expert, it's Dottie Gilbert, and Chad, who also is on Freight Waves now, the host of that show. Couldn't ask two more better guys, but we need Sonar in a digestible manner We want to know what's on the radar. So let me ask you first, Donnie, what's on the radar in Sonar 4.0 this week?
4: The biggest thing that we saw this week, sir, was uh, our national tender volumes. They dropped about 3% between yesterday and today. Mm -hmm. So large markets such as uh, Los Angeles dropped 14%. Ontario, California dropped about 10%. Columbus, Ohio, about 5%.
1: Oh, sorry. So you said tender volumes. What does that mean for our listeners just brought over you? What is a tender volume?
4: Well, that's the outbound freight that's tendered from each market. Got you. So that's the basically your freight volumes. Nice. And so those will drop down. We had a few markets pick up, though. We had Fort Worth picked up about 4%. Oklahoma City picked up about 4%. Atlanta picked up 1%. But, you know, Atlanta is a really, really large market. So a 1% pick up in Atlanta. It's quite a bit.
1: And when that picks up, is that who who does that affect? Is that good for the carrier or is that good for the shipper?
4: Uh that's actually the pickup is actually good for the carriers. Gotcha. It gives them more opportunities. Nice. And so when 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 volumes drop down, it can allow for rates to uh drop down. So it could be better for the shippers when the rates uh suppress. But overall we want to see a strong market. So we want everything to pick up.
1: Okay. Nice. Very good. So, Chad, what are retail sales looking like year over year in Sonar 4.0?
0: Yes, a couple of the things that we've been noticing is, like, this is the time where we would be expecting to see, you know, like, things go trending up. We've seen a, a couple of unexpected declines, and one is the the OTVI, which Donny just mentioned. The other mm-hmm. is uh, is retail sales year over year, which is a, an important look if you're looking at economic data, and it, it underperformed by, a, a, you know, a few important percentage points underneath what they were expecting. And now it's, I think, been on the decline for two out of the past three months and in seven of 13 major industries. So uh, that's according to uh, Ibrahim Bayan's reporting. He's our chief economist. And, you know, that's not great news when things should be trending back up. Same with, like, the sharp decline we saw on OTVI. It dropped 3% overnight. OTVI is the outbound tender volume index, okay. and and as we just defined, it is it is yeah. like the volume, and it's this is the time where like pre Memorial Day, it's really quite shocking. Um, Zach Strickland reported in his weekly market update that this is where like people begin to like buy their summer goods. You should see a lot of seasonality pu- um, purchases. So it's right leading up to Memorial Day, kind of surprising that these that the these are down. Not a great not a great sign for the afraid economy.
1: Donnie, what is an emerging trend to look at in Sonar? If we got the dashboard up right now, what should our listeners open up when they get behind the desk in Sonar 4.0? Or if they don't have Sonar yet, what are they missing out on?
4: Reefer tender rejection index. Uh, that's going. That's the biggest thing that are trending upwards right now. Okay. We have a lot of produce moving in several different markets, and all across the Midwest is uh, you got a lot of poultry moving. So in uh, California, Arizona. Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, reefer markets are growing. So our reefer tender reject index is what you want to watch for the best rates in different markets.
1: Got you. So is there a lot? Is this a very seasonal type of index? Is is a, right now a lot of groceries, of produce is being moved due to the spring? summer? Yes.
4: Uh, there's a lot of produce that moves all year round. OK. But as we get into April and May, uh, there's markets such as uh, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina that come to harvest even more of what's happening during the wintertime nice what,
0: that's a whole subject in and of itself yeah. But what's interesting is that last year we saw like a huge explosion of of seasonality happening around april 8th right i remember you were talking about that earlier donnie and uh and this year it's just still kind of just protractedly emerging
4: yeah we had a lot of weather that affected uh north georgia or south georgia and north florida and even california a lot of cooler weather and a lot of wet rains came through nice. and so this has kind of delayed our produce season quite a bit
1: Nice. So if you want to learn more about Sonar 4.0, it's our latest release. We had great videos over at Transparency. You've heard all of our coverage. Go to FreightWaves.com, schedule a webinar with one of our great guys like Kyle or Reed. I think it's usually at 7 p.m. Eastern time. They're walking people through these. They will do live demos for you. Uh, Check out FreightWaves now. Every day the show comes out, Monday through Friday. Correct. And Chad right here. Tell them a little bit about how they can find FreightWaves now.
0: Freight Waves Now is on our main page you can find us there and if you want a sonar demo of course you can go to Freightwaves.com dot com slash sonar and those guys will be happy to get you in queue Donnie Gilbert thanks yeah. for breaking the Thank ice you, and being Donnie. our first market expert on On the Radar. Woo! A little bell for now. Thank you
4: guys.
1: Thank you Donnie.
0: Fast paced forecast. So, Nick Austin, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much, Chad. It's great to have you here. Uh, well, first question is, what do we, What have we seen this week uh, that's emerged for us in weather?
3: Well, outside of a few areas of severe thunderstorms, it's springtime, so we're used to seeing that, especially in the plains and across the south. The big weather story is a snowstorm that uh, hit the Sierra Nevada Mountains out in eastern California. It's not unusual for them to get snow in that part of the country this time of the year, but the intensity of the storm was a little bit unusual. We don't have a, a final tally in all the snow totals, but the forecasts were calling for one to even two feet of snow in a lot of areas And that does affect, there are a lot of truckers actually use I-80 through the Sierra Nevada, out of Nevada into California, back and forth. And there are always delays whenever there is a snowstorm through that area, and sometimes even road closures. So that was really kind of the big weather story for this week.
0: Certainly more than meets the eye out there. We've seen the pictures of them, lots of truckers out there. Uh, Tell us about, what are some ongoing issues that we're seeing related to weather right now?
3: It was a very, very wet, late uh, winter and through the spring across the Midwest. We know that big storm that hit back in mid-March, it was a blizzard out west and then it hit the Midwest and it flooded Omaha, Nebraska, western Iowa, and there was a lot of snow melt and additional periods of heavy rain. And, you know, eventually all that water just flowed downstream down the Missouri-Mississippi rivers all the way down on the Gulf Coast. So in the St. Louis area still in the Omaha area and some other states too, uh, there are still rail lines that are closed or being closely monitored for the potential of more flooding. Uh, So that's affecting transportation. And uh, it was hard for for quite a while for even truckers just to get in and out of a lot of these areas. Um, There has been some improvement, but there's still some areas along the Mississippi River that are still above flood stage. And they've been that way for several weeks now.
1: Yeah, you know, I've seen some of the weather reports. I've been afraid to send pictures of nature back to my family up in the northeast because it's been like 42 degrees, and meanwhile, it's like paradise down here. Do they have something to look forward to? Does the country have something to look forward to? What weather is going to send us into the weekend?
3: Okay, there is going to be more snow, believe it or not. Another Mm, snowstorm. cowbell for that. (laughs) (laughs) Another snowstorm. Possibly slamming right into the Sierra Nevada in eastern California again Jeez. this weekend. This is the yes. middle of May. It's the middle of May. Um, it, it's still you know, it's still a little up in the air on how strong the storm's going to be, but it's, it definitely looks like there's a good chance for some more snow there. Snow in the northern Rockies and up in the Dakotas as well. But other areas uh, like uh, spots in the plains along the Mississippi and Missouri River Valleys, they have a good chance for severe storms and possibly tornadoes.
0: Well, that is why we are keeping you up to date with what is happening each and every week And for the weekend edition. Nick Austin, thanks so much for coming on and giving us that update. You're welcome, Chad. And as I always like to say,
3: be careful out there.
1: Yeah, and get all of our weather coverage right at FreightWaves.com. You can also follow Nick Austin on Twitter. He posts t- plenty of weather news. Nick, how would they find you on Twitter? Uh,
3: my Twitter handle is Freight Weather. The F and the W are capitalized.
1: Nice, nice little play on Freight Waves, Nick. You, Nick, thank you for joining us here. Bang the cowbell one time on your way out.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you on, Nick. <laughs> Thanks for okay, the update.
1: Thank you,
0: sir. <laughs> oh, per- okay. Yep. <phone rings> Nice beat. Whoa. Nice beat. Nice like beat. you can immediately quick, yeah. feel the tempo I can happening feel there. The tempo. Thank you, Nick. All right. Thanks for the cowbells. See you around, Nick. Thank you. Stay safe out there. Hey, you know, we just said where you could find
1: Nick. As we said earlier, you can find us at Chad Prevost and at Timothy Dooner on Twitter. Also, follow us on LinkedIn by our names. We're not hard to find. We're pretty recognizable. I, th- I use the same exact picture on LinkedIn as I do on Twitter. Got that macho man Randy Savage on. Other than my wedding, one of my favorite days of my life, putting that Freight Waves hat on my head, Chad, and getting to work with you and share the studio <laughs> to make this show, which can be found on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are heard around the world, and even our own, FreightWaves.com, which I think we might have lobbied for a little better positioning of our shows, too, all thanks to you.
0: Well, yes, it's all happening. Very excited to have it. You know, I mean, just thinking about what Nick Austin just said, uh, you know, boy, the, the Sierras, it's, it's been a wild winter. And, I mean, the, the bad news is, I guess, all the all the truckers who have to drive through there, the good news is it was a drought for a while, and officially... The Sierras in that upper California region, they're out of the drought. Yeah. It's a crazy cycle. I've seen it happen, man. Wow. I mean, and actually, you really haven't been around that long, and neither have I. And to see these kinds of changes is well, kind of crazy. Hmm. But yeah, you can. Uh, you can check out all of the, all the coverage. I think Dooner just hit it real well. Um, thanks for tuning in. It is great to be coming to you uh, each and every week now, twice a week, yeah. and with more cowbell. Yeah. So we just can't get enough of sharing the love, and uh, you know, we just really appreciate you sharing the love and getting the word out there
1: yeah as we mentioned we're really loving the interaction on social media that's why i put our handles out there it's a real way to connect with us you know our road journals and all of those things i hope that we bring the energy and the intensity that you guys expect out of us we really like bringing you into our world and uh we appreciate you letting us go along with you during your day when you're grocery shopping driving the car getting jacked
0: jibber, own little cowbell, and uh, you know just say hi and anyway thanks this is us tuning in I say low,
1: you say high, together we say, WHAT What
0: THE TRUCK! truck? Yee!